So we have come to the end of our, of our series, um, Inspired. So we just wanted to have a little chat this morning, Paul and I, and, um, and think back about what we've learned. I was so good this morning, what we saw, seeing the kids, and um, the adults do less well than the kids. The kids show us <laughs> the way it goes. I once read in a book that kids are like sponges. I mean, they just soak it up, and they're fantastic. And I, I read that we should fill the store cupboards of their hearts with the truth of God's word. So it's been so good uh, to see them really, really engaging, running up to the prizes table before the service, guessing the Bible books and so on. So, um, Paul, I wanted to start by saying, because you had an idea a while back that we should do another campaign, and uh, we were thinking of doing 40 Days of the Word, which we did several years ago as a church. Mm -hmm. And uh, we chatted about it as, as elders, and it was, it was fellow. We didn't really want to revisit that. So why did we do Inspired? What was the thinking behind it? Well, there are a few reasons, really. Um, firstly, there was this desire I felt amongst all of us to, to see the Word of God in people's hands and for them to read it, to them start reading it for themselves. Um, we wanted, we'll come on to you later, wanted people to become self-feeders, just not relying on what was served up on, on a Sunday. That, that was a, a real desire. Um, there was also this thought about community groups that, that at the time they were kind of not struggling. The groups we have are great, um, but we feel as a larger church, there's such a key component of, of church about meeting together as families, as, as smaller groups of people and chewing on the word together and des uh, describing what that does for us, what it does to us from the Sunday teaching. Um, and we wanted more. We wanted more community groups. And, and I oversee community groups and it was my desire to grow them. And I know that in the past, Whenever we've uh, done a campaign of, of, any, of any description, um, community groups have grown because you get into the material better uh, in a smaller group um, setting. So that was another reason, and, and again, we'll come on to it later, but we, we've grown from 12 community groups in the church over this campaign to 24. There are now 24 um, community groups across the church, and if you think there's an average of 10 to 12, you can see that the majority of the people here this morning would be um, in, a, in a community group. So that, that was the, the main desire behind it. And then... What comes with that is a, is a real galvanization of the whole church. So everybody comes together. Everybody's talking about the same things. They're, they're buzzing around the same things, talking about the same things, whether it's the memory verse or whether it's a devotional that they, they've seen. And so the, reason, the reasons we wanted to do it, well, was, was for those, um, for those reasons. But um, I, I must admit, I was quite shocked when, when we were in, in the, sat in the staff room and we, you know, we, oh, we don't really want to do this 40 days in the Word again. Um, what are we going to do? And Liz said, well, why don't we just write our own? Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's worked very well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we want to say a few thank yous, don't we, really? Yes. Uh, we we want to thank our, our church staff team because they put in tons of work to uh, put together this series. You can see from the design of the books to the creation of the materials to the planning of the videos to the, uh, the fun slots to the to making this timeline, to, to all of it. And uh, so we want to say a really big thank you to, uh, to everyone that's been involved. Let's thank, let's thank the church staff team as well. And, um, we want to thank you as well for really engaging. From day one, when we started selling the materials, uh, they, they went like hotcakes. And, and uh, you've just, as a church, really, really engaged. And, I know some elements of it will have been more to your flavor than taste than others. And, and uh, I remember one speaker saying once at a conference I was at, that if you were at home with your child, your young child, and you were going to watch a movie, 
and it was either Mission Impossible, which would be your choice, or it was Shrek for your child. Which movie do you end up watching if you're at home with your kids? You end up watching Shrek, don't you? Because uh, you pay attention to the children. And sometimes we do things in church. They might not be to our taste. They might not be something I would choose to do. But <clears throat> for the kids and for the young people and, and bringing them on as well and being part of the family, I think it's so important that we involve everybody. So that's, that was some of the thinking behind that, some of the fun elements as well. Yeah, I just wanted to tell a little story. And I want to thank Liz specifically for doing the fun. Um, it's not our forte, is it? Let's be honest, fun. I don't like fun. Uh, I'm a little bit behind you, yeah. but Liz does it very well, and, um, and so we, we needed that, and I want to thank you for, for helping us with that, otherwise I'd have been a duck out of water. But one, one story I'd like to tell, particularly is of Ezra. You saw him this morning, uh, with the, the older of the two brothers, um, and I was speaking to Nicoletta at one of the community groups that I visited, and she said, I just want to thank you so much for what you're doing with the children and with the fun element of it, and then wanting to get involved. They were having, um, and I've asked them if I can say this, they were having trouble, as many of us do, getting children to church getting them to church, getting them involved. They just didn't really want to do it. And there were challenges around that. But as he's got more and more involved in this every Sunday week, having a little bit of fun, having a little bit of, of thought with the reveal about going and getting a prize, and then starting to remember memory verses. He started to get more traction, and he started to want to come. And he started to want to come to church. And then they went home one, one Sunday afternoon, was it? And Nicoletta was telling me that they started to do the Boppet Challenge between them, that he actually wanted in his own time to be saying, I want to know the books of the Bible, let's do that puppet thing, mum, and, let, and let's remember that. And that's just one, that's one little boy from, from what has happened here in church. And like Jeff said, it's not always our cup of tea to have a bit of fun before church. Not all of us are into that. But just the impact that that has had on some of the kids to see the two girls there, remembering that how many of us could do that? Bibles, the Bible, books of the Bible, yeah, why not? You know, from beginning to end. And I think... It's, it's easy to think, oh, here we go again, fun, Bible song. I mean, who, who can remember the Bible song? Now you've all gladly forgotten that, haven't you? But the kids didn't, and, and they've got it inside them, and it, it was just such a, a brilliant part of what we've done, I think. It's been great. We're going to show a little video now, highlights and uh, a little highlights video, just to remind ourselves of some of the things that we've looked at over the past several weeks, so we'll watch that together now.
whilst, um, before I ask you the next question, I wanted to thank as well the, the people that, that stood up and did those 42 daily devotionals. Some people were really reticent, but I think they were really great. And I think they added a lot to this, um, this series. So thank you to you. Those of you that stood out, you came out of your comfort zone and did those and, and sent them in. Thank you very much uh, for that. But Jeff, what, um, what has stood out to you? What have been some of your highlights of the campaign? What have you kind of enjoyed the most? I always love when we engage as a whole church. One of our values is that we're a multi-generational church. We've always wanted to inspire and, and drive on and, and raise up the young. We've wanted to look after and, and value and honor the old. And uh, one of the things I love about our church is that we are multi-generational, so we're right across all of the ages. And I love it when we do stuff together. So I love, I love having the kids in. I love when the kids and youth are involved. I love hearing different voices like we have through our daily devotionals. Um, so I love, I love that kind of sense of everyone's on the same page working towards the same thing. And we're all on a different aspect, a different place of the journey probably with reading the Bible. Some of us read it faithfully. Some of us never touch it. Um, and, and some of us know it well, and some of us know it less well. But the, the chance just, I think, together from the youngest to the oldest to do something together for seven weeks and to try and really focus on something so fundamental. Another value for us as a church is that we're Bible-based. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think just trying to learn the Bible and not just feed people, but teach people to feed themselves. I've loved the engagement. I've loved the engagement of the church. I've loved watching people having a go and, and getting involved. I've loved watching the devotionals. And so there's been so many highlights. And I've really loved, for myself as well, revisiting the story of the Bible. So from Genesis to Revelation, seeing how it all fits together and uh, reminding myself as well of, of where, it all, where it all fits together. Oh, that's, uh, that's good. So, so what have you learned then? Have you said that you, you enjoy going through that whole uh, you know, Genesis to Revelation, you've enjoyed that. What, what have you learned? What, what, what will be your takeaway? I've learned again um, about the centrality of Jesus in the scriptures. I started week one when, when we started the series. I said, I, I don't just want this to be informational. I want it to be transformational. I don't just want us to be taught about the Bible, but I want us to encounter the author of the Bible. I want us to encounter Jesus in this. And I think when we remind ourselves, as we have been doing through Lectio, that every page of the Bible is about Jesus, and that when we come to read the Bible and respond to it in prayer and meditation, that we're meeting Jesus in that. And uh, so that, for me, reminding myself of that and those habits and those practices has been really important, and reminding myself of the full aspects of the story. But what about you? What's, what stood out to you as far as um, the inspired series? What do you think you've learned, or what have you watched on and seen that you've, you've enjoyed or that you've admired? I think one of the... Um well, I'm quite upset, I said, you didn't say about Psalm 1 when I preached. That was one of your yeah, highlights, that was, but that's that okay. Was, uh, um, that was the best sermon of the series, I yeah, thought. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. yeah, I thought so. Too. Amazing. No, thank you. Psalm 1. Um, no, so now, Mutual Appreciation Society, I, I think that week, week two, when you did uh, Genesis to Revelation and described the Bible from beginning to end and where every book fitted... Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, I find that, for me, that was pivotal to it all, because there is this, if I can call it the green section, this green section here that you've read these books and kind of wrestled with them and sometimes understood them and sometimes not, you put them in the context of the whole picture of the Bible. And while I still don't say I understand all of them, I can now look up one of the, I can now look at Jeremiah and think, that's where that fits. And when I read it, this is why he's so miserable. This is why he's the weeping prophet, because, because it fits in, to, to the whole story, and, um, and the, the way you did that, I thought was absolutely 
brilliant. And for those of you that were taking lots of pictures of this at, at the end of that, you do know that there is, a, there is a page in your book, in your inspired books, with this timeline on it. So if you want to take that out, stick it in your Bible, refer to it, I think that might really help as you look through the books and wrestle with them. So that, that certainly was one of my, my highlights. Um, and one thing I've, I've learned or I've been excited by is I look around the whole church, not just the staff team, not the, the tech teams and, and their abilities and the musicians, but as church, church-wide, what we're capable of. I think about the community groups. I think about the leaders. I think about the people sat here this morning that have, have picked this up and run with it, that have, have not just sat there and thought, oh, have really embraced this. And, um, and I think what we can achieve as a church, as a church family, it's remarkable, and I'm, I'm a little bit excited about what we could do next, yeah. about what we're capable of. That's, um, I've enjoyed that. It's worth just reminding everyone that all of the morning sessions and all of the evening sessions, they're all online, they're all on our YouTube channel, they're all accessible. So if you want to go back or you missed elements of it, of the evening storytelling sessions, you can watch any of those at any time. Um, so that's, that's worth looking at. We've got another second video now that we're going to show. Just some of the feedback from you, some of the things that you've enjoyed about Inspired or that have stood out to you. So we'll watch that one together now. I really like the Inspired series because it's helped me pick up my Bible more. And the daily devotionals have also helped me meditate and pray on the scriptures. Now, I've taken a lot out of the, uh, the Inspired series and uh, we'll be using the Lecto Divino method I'm doing my daily devotionals. Um, I found the interactions useful, the daily YouTube videos and the community groups were great and um, we bounce ideas off each other, our own thoughts and it was great to meet new people as well. I've loved the Inspired series because it's just given me such a hunger to reread what I have read and to read what I haven't read. I like learning about different verses that I don't know about and trying to say it at kids' zone and I like trying to guess two books every time they cover it up. I really enjoyed the Inspired series because it helps me build my relationship with God but also I found it meant that I can speak in front of people about my faith way more now. For me, the last two steps of the four-step process have been particularly helpful. Uh, remembering that it, it's important just not to read and run the scripture. And if you're reading and God is prompting you on something to pray about that, to take time. So I suppose the learning is that God has a, has a message for your life every day. So don't leave home without it. From the moment I walked into the church and saw all the preparations, I was so impressed. And while it has been quite hard work keeping up with all the studies, I've gained so much from it. So thank you all very much. I think I will enjoy learning of read, pray, validate, and contemplating or something that shows how we love to share and read the Bible. It's made me pick up the Bible every single day and actually read it instead of doing it on an app. And it's brought us together as a family. We've been doing it with the grandchildren and also um, John and I have been doing it together. My favourite thing about Inspired has been the way that uh, Lectio Divina from the last few Sundays in the community group sessions has integrated prayer into my Bible reading. Uh, it's really transformed the way I engage with scripture, the way I hear God through scripture and the way I turn that into a conversation. What impressed me most about the uh, Inspired series was the amount of work that was put into it in order to actually create the, uh, the series. 
I really enjoyed the Inspired series because I found it really engaging and easy to understand with all the videos as well. And I love seeing people I knew as well. It felt really like, oh, I know these people. So it was really nice as well. I think the demonstration of having fun with the Bible was really, really good as well. Really important. Thank you so much for the hard work and everything you've done for this course. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it and I feel like I've learned the Bible much easier. I enjoyed learning books of the Bible and learning God's Word. I've enjoyed reading the Bible. We love Inspire because it's turned us into YouTube influencers. I've really enjoyed doing the Inspired um, course, uh, especially doing their daily devotionals. It's taught me to learn to read my Bible a lot more and I'm going to really um, miss um, when the course finishes. One thing that I've learned from the Inspired series is just how important it is to pray God's Word and just to get into a regular routine of reading it every day and meditating on it. It's completely trans transformed my uh, prayer life and how I read my Bible. I'm excited about it for the first time in 35 years and all I can say is a massive thank you. Uh, it certainly worked for me. Great. Give yourself a round of applause, everyone. That's fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Paul, let's talk briefly about the community groups they've been meeting in homes and uh, have been studying this Lectio Divina course, Lectio by Pete, Pete Gregg. Yeah. And uh, have we got that book still there? Is it gone? Has somebody no, taken no, it? it? How to Hear God. We've got a few resources left. This is the book that um, goes with the series, How to Hear God, A Simple Guide for Normal People by Pete Gregg. We're giving away all of our resources this morning. So who would like this? Anybody? <laughs> there, guy in the middle. Do you want to pass that back, Dave? You can have that. We've got also Eat This Book by um, Eugene Peterson. This is a great book. <laughs> I love this. In the middle there, yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. <laughs> pass that back as well. And then, um, <laughs> here's a classic, how to read the Bible. I'm going to give this up to the balcony. So who would like it in the balcony up there? Oh, how to read the Bible for all it's worth. All right, don't sue me. Don't sue me. Oh, oh, well done. <laughs> okay, let's try this side. Taking God at his word. Why the Bible is worth knowing, trusting, and loving. Who'd like it? There, you'd like it. I'm terrible at throwing Oh, oh well. good catch, good catch. Thank you. <laughs> right, we have here a Children of God storybook Bible. So this is more for the children. They've gone out, but lady over there, you were pretty quick. Come and, come and get it. Paul, you give a couple away now. You, <laughs> you can throw. Okay, I've got families here. Meals with Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jen. Meals with Jesus to read with the children. Yes, memory at the back there. Fantastic. Ed Drew, The Adventures of Christmas, Christmas Stories for Families and Children. Anybody? Struggling to give these away now. Thank you, Susie. Susie. Oh, Susie's close enough. Uh, God's Word for You by Charles Swindle. So a devotional. Or oh, the balcony as well. Do, yeah, up there. Charles yeah. Swindle, no classic. You see that? <laughs> That's uh, how you do it. <laughs> Engage 365, another devotional, beginnings and endings. Anybody? Nobody in the balcony. Was there something? Behind, behind you. Behind? She's behind me. Aye, are you ready? Okay. Hey, very good. And another children's, four to ten. I might keep this one. No. Four to ten. Who's it? 
Oh, oh back there. Back, back there. there. Back on. there. Back there. Debbie, if you need one, I'll get you another one. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Oh, nice. Ah. Well done. Yeah, so all of the resources that we've uh, referenced, they're all in the back of your inspired books, if you want to have a look at those or pick up any of those. But tell us about the community groups, how, how that's gone. We've engaged with Pete Gregg and Lectio. What's been some of the highlights for that? So, so it's been good. Um, there's been lots of enthusiasm, lots of honesty, which I like. Some of it, some of it didn't work some, for some people. Uh, some people didn't really relish it, but there was a lot of uh, enthusiasm. I tried to get out and see a couple of different groups each week uh, during the campaign, uh, a different spread. Um, and it was really, generally, really warmly received. I think some, some more than others, again, if I'm being honest. Uh, but people loved Lectio Divina. Um, and one thing I will say at the outset is it's not the only way to read the Bible. It's not the only way, and it's not prescriptive. We're not telling you this is the way you must read the Bible. It's not the only way. There are many different ways to read the Bible, but this, this ancient form has is, is lasted this long for a reason, and that's because it's useful. That's because it, it is good. Um, I think... I think so we can drop... Something. Well, I think we can drop the, the... Even if you drop the Latin and the fancy yeah, names and yeah, exactly. It's reading, meditating, Precisely. praying, contemplating. Yeah. It's really easy. It's easy. It's accessible, I think. I think anyone can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's right. And I think one of the groups, and um, I'm not being biased, but the group that, met in, um, that meet in our home, it's not actually the, the group we necessarily go to, but they meet in our home and... And one evening, they were, they were doing the, uh, the prayer and prophecy uh, week. And they were all waiting on God, and they were all praying, and, and they'd read scripture, and they were waiting on, on God. What are you going to say to us? Um, and people started to get pictures and, and visions and words for one another, and they started to share these, and it was all seemed a little bit random. But they kind of prayed again, and, and they started to stew on these and ask one another more. And it started to become clear that God was saying one particular thing to this, to this group as a whole. And I found that really encouraging. They were, they were blown away by it. And... Um, and, and Lynette, who you saw in the video, is part of that group. I mean, it, she literally said it's changed her life. The way she reads the Bible has changed her life. And the Lectio Divina, the, the, this four steps, um, has really changed the way she approaches the Bible. Um, and if I'm being honest, it, it's done the same for me. It's not about me, about me but, but dwelling on, that waiting on. I have been one of those, um, who has it said? Mark Feud said it. It's not just about reading the scripture and run, pick it up and run. But to wait. To wait on God. You know, prayer is a conversation. It's, we've heard that in, in the videos from Pete Gregg. It's a dialogue. And we need to wait and see what God is going to say. And that's something that I've really uh, have missed. But by doing Lectio Divina, it's reminded me of that, of waiting on God and see what he's going to say. And I think uh, the groups, there were some tech issues. There were some times we had to tan up. And we, had, we had a little jigger with, with phones and leads. And which again, it's not my forte, but we, we got there in the end. And what, what I loved is that even when people couldn't make it, there were, there's a group leader that, that's gone away to India, and someone else just stepped right in, and they, they just led it um, like they'd always done it. And it, it was just brilliant to see community groups getting involved and supporting one another and, and learning together, and it was really, really encouraging. So tell us about this, um, this story with David that we're just going to watch now. That, that was interesting, wasn't it? That was. I, um, I, got, I got chills when I watched this video the, the first time, and I thought, it's just kind of, it's just you being your emotional self. And then I watched it again with you in the room, and then, and then I nearly cried. And, um, so no pressure, but if you don't cry, you're not as spiritual as I am when you watch this video. But th this was of one Oh, of you're the, a crybaby. I am a crybaby. But this is a... Um, oh, oh, is that nearly going to go then? Um, this is a story, um, and you'll see it now, uh, but this is David and, and this story that he, that he tells. This is that prayer and prophecy week again, when you just give God time to move, when you just wait and listen and see what he's going to do and what, how he speaks to you. It's really quite 
something. So can we watch that now, Dave, please? So as part of the session for week five, we were invited to select a picture that we each felt drawn to from a completely random selection of magazine cutouts. And we each selected our chosen picture that we felt drawn to. Applying the ABC principle that we learned, so affirming, biblical and Christ-like, we each of us meditated on our chosen picture and shared what we felt God was saying to us. I had selected a picture of a building that I had been drawn to. And on closer inspection, I identified that it was the boarding school that I attended as a teenager. So what are the chances of that? A random picture cut out from a completely random selection of magazines. And one of them happens to be my old boarding school. But not only that, but when I turned over the picture on the back, there's a picture of a cross. So, what did I sense God was saying to me through this? So, well, firstly, this boarding school happens to be where I first became a Christian. So I connected that with the significance of the cross on the back. More than that, I felt that God was saying to me that he's always been with me through the high points and through the low points of my life. And that he was with me right then, in that moment, that he is with me now. And that he will always be with me and walk with me. Matthew 28, Jesus tells us, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And I think that is incredibly reassuring and a message of real comfort and encouragement for all of us. So encouraging. Yeah. I think um, I'd just like to pick up on that. You know that I think what David was speaking, that, saying that God is always speaking. God is always speaking. But if we don't give Him chance, if we don't listen, then we miss it. We miss sometimes what He's trying to say. And, and one thing that struck me while we've been doing this is that um, is that we're we're Bible led, um, but Bible based, but we're spirit led. And I think that the two go hand in hand. Many times you've said to me, um, you need the Word. Uh, if too much Word and you'll dry up. Too much spirit and you'll blow up. But word and spirit together, you'll grow up. And it's really struck me with this series about, about learning scripture, reading scripture and understanding it. And the more that we get inside us, the more we're giving the Holy Spirit to work with. If the Bible is a two-edged sword, we need to pick it up. We need to pick up this sword and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, to use it, to use us. And I think the more that we do that, the more we commit scripture to memory, and not just our minds, but to our hearts, the better are we equipped then when the Holy Spirit decides to use us, to move us, to bring something to memory, the more we've got, the more that he can use. And, um, and just the way that the Holy Spirit uses the word of God that we learn. So it's, it is not just this book for information, but it's a book about transformation. And the more we read it, the more we get it in, the more it can be used um, to change us. And um, I've just been really, I've seen that on my own journey on these seven weeks, and I've seen other people and spoken to them. And it's the same, how the, the spirit and the word together have brought about this incredible transformation uh, in their lives. That word transformation, we thought throughout the series of several characters that were transformed by yeah. their engagement with God's word. So I, I was reminded of um, Augustine, who, who was a church father, and um, he, he was living a licentious lifestyle, and he was far from God, and he was, um, and he was just doing his own thing. He was pursuing career, was, and, but he was so unsettled and so unhappy. And, and one day he heard... A voice in the garden in Milan where he was, take it and read it, take it and read it. And he went and he found a Bible and he opened it up at Romans and, and through a verse that he, he read there, God spoke to him and transformed his life. He became a bishop, he became a writer, he became one of the most 
prominent and influential theologians of his day, Augustine was changed by picking up the Bible and reading it. We, in week one or two, we showed a, a video of a prisoner who was in Exeter prison and was picked up a Bible and started to read it. And it started to change his life. He said, I felt like the chains started to fall off me. And I, I started to be transformed by my engagement with God's Word. We thought about Nicky Gumbel and how, as an atheist Cambridge law student, he saw some of his friends becoming Christians. He thought, I'm not having this. I, I'm going to read the Bible so I can, I can debunk their faith. I can argue against them. So this atheist, uh, this atheist l- uh, lawyer uh, uh, started to read the Bible to, to argue against his newfound Christian friends. And it started to deeply affect his heart and his mind and his soul. And he became a Christian and is one of the preeminent evangelists of his generation changed by an engagement with the Bible. I think of Scott McKnight, who was a theologian and uh, who is a theologian now, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit one day in his car. And he said, I felt when, when the Spirit of God came upon me and within me, I just felt this voracious appetite to read the Bible and I could not put it down. And he started to read it from cover to cover. He read it through many, many times and he became a theologian, and touched by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. And I think we've been trying to tell the story through our transformation, that this is a transforming book. I also thought of the the verse that we learned this week, that that the Word of God is living and active. It is living and active. This book that we've been studying and thinking about reading and trying to engage with, even though it's not always easy, what the Bible says about itself is that it is active. And I was thinking about yeast, um, active yeast. I like to bake bread. I like to make pizzas. I like at home to, to bake. And I take, I take some flour. I take some bread flour. And I take some water. And I put in a bit of salt, maybe a splash of olive oil. And then I add the yeast, which is active. And as that just sits and uh, works its magic. A couple of hours later, you've got a dough that is rising and, and, and the smell spreading. And then you can make this thing called bread. It's amazing, the alchemy. But you need that active yeah. ingredient. And, and, the, and the Bible says, Jesus, the kingdom of God is like yeast. It's, it spreads and it, and it works. And when we read this book, when we engage with it, when we encounter Jesus through it, this word is living and it is active. <laughs> and it separates between soul and spirit and between our joints and our marrow. It, it does things. It, it, it judges our thoughts and our actions. So um, I think that sense throughout that this is not a dry, dusty book. This is not a series about just read your Bible more. But it is really about meeting Jesus in it, being transformed by it, and knowing that the Word of God is, is active and alive. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as we come to the end of the series, Paul... Um, the question is that we always ask, I guess, is so what and what next? <laughs> yeah. And um, what do we do next uh, if we've engaged with some? We won't be waking up to the daily devotionals every day, and um, we won't be following that, the set readings. Um, but but what next for for all of us? How can we move on from here? Well, I think um, I think on a on a couple of different levels. I think uh, individually, I think we can we can learn from what we've. Uh, what we've encountered over these seven weeks, I think seeing somebody daily, or six days a week, 
you know, unpacking the scripture just a little bit, just taking some time, just reading a little bit, just praying over it, thinking about it, and then thinking, what am I going to do with it? I think to take that model um, for ourselves daily, that we can feed on the word of God daily for ourselves, it can slowly transform us as we do that daily. We, we talked about um, whoever's preaching on the platform serves up like a big roast dinner on a Sunday, and the, the, the plan is not to make that last until next Sunday. There is more to be had. This, this book is, is a feast, is a feast from God, and we're to feed on it, and we can do that for ourselves daily. So I think that's, that's one thing I would have loved for us to, to take forward. It's not about us uh, preaching. It's about us extracting whatever we can um, from the Bible. And I think reading Scripture together is really important. The groups I've sat in, when people have sat and they've gone around and read a verse each, or they've read it multiple times, reading Scripture aloud together is really powerful. I remember really briefly... Uh, on a submarine, me and a, an, an officer got together and we were reading the Bible together, the, just the two of us on the submarine. And we were reading it one day and praying and reading it out loud. And a guy came running around the corner with a laptop with a video on, which he didn't need much imagination to realize what he was trying to show us. But he stopped dead in his tracks. He, he thought this was really funny. He stopped dead in his tracks because we were sat there reading the Bible aloud. And I'll never forget that feeling of the power that came from reading Scripture aloud together. So I would encourage us to do the same in small groups. Maybe not just get one person to read it, but read it together. Reading the Bible together is so powerful. And where are we going with the small groups? I guess yeah. some of them are continuing. Some of them yeah. were only for the series. Yeah. So what do people do to make sure that they can okay. continue in a small group if they'd like to? So. Sure. So when we asked the, uh, the new leaders to start their groups, we did ask them to sign um, a contract in blood that they would keep doing the, the groups um, every week thereafter. But no, the, the plan is speak, speak to one another. If you start a new group and you're loving it, you're in this group, oh, I don't want it to end, I don't want it to stop, then have that conversation. You could perhaps do that um, fortnightly. Most groups meet fortnightly anyway, um, rather than weekly. Um, and so you could do that. You could keep going. Or if your group, you know, if you need to say, look, I, I did sign up for the, for the course, but now it's time to kind of to let this go, uh, we'll get you into another group. We've got a central group here as well, which is more than happy to take people. If you've not signed up to a group and you're thinking, mm, I'm here on all this, I really should get involved, then get involved. Put your name down at Connect Corner, go onto the website and get involved. But Community Groups has been such an amazing vehicle for learning together and, and teaching one another at the same time. So if your group is still running and you don't want it to, then, then have a chat with me by all means. Um, there may be someone else that wants to take it over. Uh, if you want to get in a group, similarly, come and talk to me, come and talk at Connect Corner. Um, and for those that are still going, I just, just hope and pray uh, that you've enjoyed what you've been doing and that these go from strength to strength. And who knows, any year's time we could have 30 groups. You know, let's be positive. But yeah, that's the way ahead. So for me, what happens next? Um, I, th I think I remember when I was a kid, I remember my mum using a cleaning product called Vim. Do any of you remember Vim? Scouring powder. Um, I don't know if it still exists, but I remember it as a child, Vim. And um, cleaning the bath with that, not me personally. I tried to avoid that. But uh, um I think what's important for us next is, is to use VIM in the way we engage with the Bible. And um, VIM stands for vision, intention, and means. So we've shown a vision. I hope we've shown a vision over these last several weeks of what can happen when we engage with God's Word. I hope you've seen a vision of that. I hope you've seen it for yourself that you think, I can do this. I, that's not beyond me to, to listen or to read the Bible for a few verses a day, to meditate on it and to chew it over and to pray on it and see how I'm going to live that out on a daily basis. We can all do that. So we've presented a vision of what could be. 
I guess like if, you're, if you want to lose weight sometimes, which may have happened once, twice in my life and may happen again, um, you have a vision sometimes. You think, oh, I want to get back in that pair of jeans that I can't wear anymore. Or I want to, I want to lose some weight. I want to get fit or whatever. You have a vision, but that's not always enough. A vision is not enough. You've, you've got to move beyond vision. So hopefully over these last several weeks and tonight as well as we close out, We've had a bit of a vision of what could be for ourselves on a daily yeah. basis. But then you need something else to kick in. You need intention. And uh, the times that I have tried to lose weight, there is a moment, normally in January, on January the 1st, that comes. <laughs> and I think it's coming again this year, um, <laughs> where I think, that's it. <laughs> I am going to lose some weight. Intention. The intention kicks in. A switch flicks, and you think, I am going to do something about this. And for some of us, I think, over these last few weeks, and as we've heard from the feedback videos, that intention, I think, has kicked in for us. I've neglected my Bible. I haven't read it for so long, but I, I am going to do something different. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to start reading the Bible. I can do this. So you've not only got a sense of vision of what could be, you have something, an internal switch that switches, and you think uh, you, there's an intention but that's not enough either, because if you're trying to lose weight, you can have a vision. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to fit in those jeans. I'm going to look better. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel healthier. I've got the intention, but how am I going to do it? And so that's the means, the vision, the intention, and the means gives us a, a platform, a way of engaging, a way of doing what we said we're going to do. So we hope that over these past several weeks, as we've tried not only to say what is the Bible or why read the Bible, Psalm 1 and Psalm 19 and, um, and all of the things that the Bible does to us, but also that we've given you a, a sense of a means to the end. Um, so you might, if you're losing weight, you might join Weight Watchers or you might download an app or you might go to Slimming World or you might pair up with someone or you might sign up to the gym. But there's a means, there's a means to the way that you're going to mm -hmm. do what you're going to do. And I hope that we can to say what's next, that we say, yeah, it's not beyond me. I, I, can, I can read a small passage of scripture. I can meditate on it. I think I could do that. I could pray back what I feel God might be saying to me and apply it to my life. There's a means there to what we're doing, to engage with God's words on a daily basis. So we hope that as we've kind of, I've seen this series as a bit like the rocket boosters that's launched the rocket, the boosters now fall away, they've served their purpose, and we are now in orbit, hopefully, and we can continue to do and to engage with God's Word on a daily basis and be a church that is Bible-based and Spirit-led and is engaging with God's Word on a daily basis and is transformed by it and encounters Jesus in it. So that's what I think is next, and I think that's exciting, especially as we come into Christmas and Advent we're going to have a great time as we lead into Advent and Christmas, getting ready uh, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Final thought, Answer. Paul, as we wrap up. Yeah, just read your Bible more. Okay. No, <laughs> to, to, read, to quote Nike, just do it. Just do it. Just, just do, do it. it. No, I think the quote that I have bored you with all this series is um, Dale Moody. The Bible is not for information. It's for transformation. If we're just reading it, we're doing it wrong. It needs to be changed in our lives. And I think Lectio Divino is a great way of doing that. So. Yeah. so thank you. Thank you to everyone who's engaged. Thank you to those that have worked so hard on the series. And uh, it's been great. Tonight's going to be fantastic. Um, time of ministry in the Holy Spirit. We're going to invite the band back up now. 
and we're going to uh, worship together as we uh, close out our service. Do you want to stand with us?